Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It's me, Rich, and I am here with Sam the Man, ready to go over Man United 1, Aston Villa 0. First of all, Sam, how are you doing, mate? I'm 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 good. I've just just let you know backstage. I'm I'm sick as a dog actually. I hope my uh, I hope my voice keeps uh, uh, keeps going throughout. But um, you've got to give the the people what they want, and they want a pod. <laughs> yes, 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 definitely, definitely have. Um, we've got Villa TV wanting to join. Um, I will post a link out in a second, mate. Yeah, so feel free to jump on and give your thoughts. Um, we'll go through the game, but yeah, I will post the link in a second. So. Um, let me see if I can do it now. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, um, actually, before we get into the game and, and all that, please do hit that like button. Please um, hit that subscribe button and um, comment on anything that you thought about today. Um, and, you know, the, the, the 10 game run is, is has come to an end, unfortunately, 10 game unbeaten run. But, you know, what do you think about Europe? Are we are we are we feeling the pinch now? Is the pressure starting to come on board? We've talked about the squad a couple of times mm-hmm. on this pod. I will get your thoughts on that as well, Sam. Um, but yeah. And also, if you do want to join the channel, we've got um, we've got our membership open. Um, so please, if you want to join the channel for one ninety nine a month, that's all less than a pint. I mean, a pint's about six quid now, so it's about a third of the cost of a pint <laughs> to join the channel, support us with all, with all of our shows, become a villa, an official Villa Park Pod follower. We've had three joins so far. That is Papa and Maboya, Scrumps and Rachel Lewis. So thank you all for joining. If anyone does, hit that dollar sign and you can join. Or I think there might be a join button now on, on the channel. So please do that. Um, Lee said he's here to, here early tonight for some emotional support from the lads and lasses. Yeah, and Rachel, our member, you see that little sticker there? Yes, Lee, a cathartic session. Um, Gary, uh, Gary said, hi, guys, we're starting to look leggy, but surely any more injuries and that's it for the top seven. Yeah, I'll get your thoughts again, Sam, on that, because I know you had a couple of comments on that. And um, Michael, good evening, mate. Yes, we lost, but I want to say that many people were saying we were going to win. This is a huge change in the mindset of the fans, so please don't beat yourself up tonight. Absolutely. So um, I'll get Bailey in as well. Um, welcome to the channel, mate. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good, mate. Good. Yeah, no problem at all, man. No problem at all. Sam, I'll come to you first. Just general thoughts on on the game, um, and you know, ultimately coming up short against United. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of them. I watched I watched United and Spurs um, play play their last game, and when watching both of them, I thought I thought it's a great time to play United and Spurs because I reckon we could beat both of them sort of when we were when we were at our, our best and 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 playing. Um, you know, playing how we've been playing. But I think today we just kind of, I think we just kind of lacked something that maybe we, we've lacked for the last few weeks, but we've been getting away with. But I think we just never really looked like doing much damage at the United end. Um, I, I felt like, um, as Michael said, we we're a bit leggy. Um, I felt you can you can see in the players that lack of rotation is starting to, starting to drain them with the amount of games that we've got on at the moment. And I think as well, I, I mean, we'll go into more detail about it later, but I think that the, the lack of urgency as well was really, really showing. And it's it's not, for want of a better word, lack of a plan. It, it's trying to implement the plan, but taking too long to do, to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I was getting quite frustrated with the, with a lot of the ball sort of retention give ball retention for one from certain players and giving the ball away from from others um which is not a great combination bailey i'll come to you what were your sort of general thoughts on sort of yeah coming up short against against united yeah um we were shocking today to be fair uh, i i think first half we i think manu um played really well um they wanted to of course get the free points to try and get this top four um, so I think there was a better team. Second half, I, I think we came out fighting, but we still just couldn't get a goal today. Um, and yeah, I think the loss had to come at some point. Someone had to beat us because our unbeaten one was just mad. Um, and of course, Old Trafford is a hard place to go to. 
just like Villa Park. But um, yeah, I, I think we didn't play well today. But hopefully, um, of course, Manu, of course, um, I'm playing okay at the minute. And I've been um, Bruno Fernandez. I think they was really good at uh, defending as well today. Um, mm. We did have, of course, one chance in the first half. What went straight at David Dia from Alex Moreno, but I think probably the best player today was Alex Moreno again. But again, I don't think no one was good today. Yeah, yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Like Sam, it was a bit of a. It, it I guess it showed that we we. Like, I know we've had lots of games in a row. We've we've had a real plan in a lot of the games, but that was a game where both teams weren't fantastic, but they had a couple of match winners in their side, and it just showed a little bit where we were where we're slightly lacking with that player that can do something that a little bit different, um, or I don't know, just just that little bit of extra quality um, because I felt like we huffed and puffed, particularly that second half, and we just couldn't. We just couldn't really get anything, anything really going. Yeah, and I think, I think for for Villa and, and Villa's recent success, I mean, you talk all about you know the goal streak of Ollie Watkins and you know the good form of John McGinn going forward. But I think all of our success over these ten games has restarted from the back. Um, you know, for today, what was it three goals conceded? Now it's four um, in the last ten, eleven. You know, that's that since Feb as well. Three, four goals conceded since Feb, including the goal today. Um, and I, I feel like we've been uh, got out of jail a couple of times by um, uh, Concer and, and Mings, but also Emmy Martinez. He's, he's been he's been on fire, and, and I know today he there were a couple of one v ones with Rashford, and you know United did make those opportunities it didn't have to just be one for them but for some smart goalkeeping from from Emi Martinez so I feel like you know that's you know that's part of our game where we've everything's kind of gone our way recently in in, in this run which things have to to go on a 10 beat and unbeaten run but yeah you're right I think you know game changer when everything's going well and the whole team is is clicking and on form then we win games but if you have a game like today where, like you say, there's no one who's going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, I don't know if you just saw that Liverpool Liverpool Spurs game, but, you know, at 3-0 down, Harry Kane pulls one back, tidy finish, and it just kind of puts a bit of impetus in it, but puts in a bit of something in the in the game. And, you know, for, I mean, someone like Ollie Watkins has obviously been in fantastic form. For me, doesn't strike me as a guy to, to get that goal when we're behind and then pick the ball up and run back to the halfway line. I don't really feel like we've got a character like that. No, no, I agree. Like he's not going to, I mean, not that Harry Kane does many sort of from 25 yards, but they've got a son and a, and a Kane who can do that. You know, Man United have obviously got a Bruno as much as we don't like him, who can do something like that, you know, um, and a Rashford who can do something like out of nothing. Whereas, whereas, yeah, you're right. Watkins needs a supply. He's not going to pick the ball up from, you know, midway inside the. I think there's only Brighton that Brighton game that was Gerard's first where he he did something like that. I can't yeah. really remember anything else where he's where he's done that. He's got on the end of crosses, obviously brilliantly. He's kind of picked up the ball in the inside channel and beat a man and and, and put it in the, put it in. But yeah, we we just haven't quite got that player. You know, maybe you know Bertrand Traore's Traore has done that a couple of times, but not against the quality of a Man United, and that's the that's the difference, isn't it? And I think, I think it's not even just not even just scoring scoring that type of goal, but I think even just like progressing with the ball, taking a few players on, getting the crowd charged, getting the rest of the team up for it, up for that fight. I mean, I think for the first half we, you know, we we're pretty feeble, and in the second half, I think we we gave a bit more back. But you know, it, I wouldn't say we looked. We looked toothless, but we never looked like we were going to go in and you know put put loads and loads of pressure. And it was inevitable that we were going to score. And it's you know we're sat here sort of clutching our heads, going, "How did how did we not get one there?" It was kind of predictable that we, we weren't gonna we weren't gonna get one today, and and you know definitely not going to get two or three to win the game. Yeah, yeah, Bailey. I was going to say um, with regards to that, what Sam's just said there. You know, it was only ever going to be one goal. It looked like that we were going to get back in, like we, that we were going to get 
if if that and obviously we didn't you know maybe off a set piece or something like that we we certainly didn't look like we were going to score two or three you know and be be free scoring like we have been in in one or two games previously yeah i, I agree i think um it's the i think we let um first goal in since um, you know Emrias came in i think yeah, we've only let one goal in now um, but um, yeah, I think I've been saying for a while. I think we should start the run and give him a run out with maybe Watkins because I think the run um, when he came off a bench against City and that I think he's been running and that what a striker needs to do. I think Watkins sometimes is a bit lazy, uh, like most strikers, of course. Um, but yeah, I think Duran is a class striker. But yeah, I think. Today, we we could have scored two or three, to be fair. Uh, I think second half, we was, of course, the better team. Um, not through all of it, but through most of the second half. Um, but we just couldn't score today. Um, and, you know, Emery, you know, uh, I think the goal, what we let in from Bruno Fernandes, I think what was Mings doing, what was Concert doing, why did you let him run like that? Um, Mings just watched and let him run past him. Um, what Mings have been a class centre back this season, let be real. Um, and yeah, of course, he, he puts it in the goal, and of course, it has to be Bruno Fernandes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, I think, yeah, we could have scored two or three today, but unfortunately, our unbeaten one came to the end and hopefully beat the Dingles next week. I just hope we beat them. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Well, Bailey, thank you for jumping on, mate. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna jump on with carry on with Sam. But yeah, if anyone else wants to jump on, please do. But yeah, thanks a lot, mate, and uh, and up the villa. Cheers. Cheers, man. Cheers, Bailey. Thank you, mate. Yeah, I think, I think just um, just touching on, on on what Bailey said. I think um, obviously with Watkins, we know that he he's been instructed specifically not not to run as much as he was doing before and, and to be more focused in the channels. And I think it's worth saying before we kind of like, you know, just, just go through, through that one game to, to kind of reflect and just say, hold on, we've been on a 10 game unbeaten run in the Premier League and climbed up yeah. and we're sitting here talking about, about Premier League. And I think a lot of people might, you know, might see the analysis and go, how are they slagging off X, Y, and Z? And it's not about that. I mean, the, the, the podcast is here to, you know, to break down the game and to give opinions on that. And it's not a criticism on Unai Emery. It's not a criticism on on um, any of the players individually who have all been fantastic. And, and you know, I, I honestly feel like played to the best of their ability for, uh, for since, since Unai Emery came in, really. It's been really impressive stuff. Um, so, bear that we bear that in mind and say you know like fair play to the fair play to the to, to the players today obviously it wasn't our day but and, and we can kind of pinpoint and what we're trying to do is try and pinpoint why it wasn't our day and, and kind of what went wrong yeah yeah i agree and you know like i said i think like you said about watkins and we, we'll talk actually we'll go through some comments first then we'll talk when then we'll talk on some some players because i know you had you know, I know you've got a couple of views on on one or two players. You know, as I say, constructively that we want that we want to talk about. Um, Michael says he's not getting an option to join. He's commented below. He's on on an iPhone. Rachel, I know you've joined. I don't know if you can pop in the chat how you how you can join. Um, from from on my phone, it just you click on the dollar sign and it brings up either super chat, super sticker, or membership, and you click that, and then it takes you through. So if you can if you can help Michael in any way or anybody else, please um, just pop it in the chat. Um, Adamski says cutting edge. Yeah, we've talked there. We, you know, it was huff, huffing and puffing a little bit, and it's it's what we've done to other teams. This, you know, what we did to Fulham the other night. They didn't have any cutting edge. We just we just got one nil up and won the game. You know, that's what happens sometimes. So it's certainly not um, panic stations or anything like that. Adamski says Hale had to come to an end. Really proud of the lads and especially Unai for the ten game run. Hundred percent. Um, Faz uh, says, of all the people to score, it had to be that cheating. You know what? Yeah, we'll talk. I'll get you. I'll get your opinions on uh, Bruno as well, mate. Right, we have yeah. to have that full zing and brightness we had against Newcastle to win in the likes of today's fixtures. Yeah, and yeah. maybe it was just one fixture too far. This top seven lark is not as easy as I thought. Yeah. Don't know what we have to do now. What do you think? Yeah, I'll save that question a little bit for later. Um, looking tired these last two, uh, says Lee. Um, AVFC US says deserved or not, we could have a, had a point today. 
Yeah, we, we definitely could. Um, definitely could. Um, let's have a look. What else have we got? I'll save that question for in a second. Uh, AVFC US would have been nice if Liverpool could have helped us with Tottenham's goal difference. He certainly looked that way earlier on. Um, Lee said, need players that can remind the rest of the good stuff we are capable of. Um, I'll come back to that, Gary. Uh, Adamski says, try going. Oh, we've got that. Luca AFC, hey, hello, mate. Um, you're live as well. Good man. Um, okay, mate. So, uh, Dunk is in the house, evening all. Thank you for jumping on, mate. Great to have you on board. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk on a couple of players. So, first of all, Buendia is getting a lot of a lot of chat at the minute, um, on, particularly on this chat. But we talked about him in the previous game against Fulham where throwing his arms up in the air, he's getting a bit angry with um, Watkins. Um, and what are your thoughts on him? Is it a case of just too many games in a row that he needs a bit of freshening up? Or are we just are we kind of seeing like the, the plateauing of, of an Emmy Buendia at the moment? Um, I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's leggy, for sure. I mean, they all are. We don't have the depth because of injuries and because we just lack depth in general to to do the kind of rotation that we need to do. Um, and I think I don't think he's plateaued in terms of his ability. I think there's more to come out of him, but. I don't know what Unai Emery can do different to get more out of him. There's more in there as a player. And we've seen that in the past and not just at, with Norwich in the championship at a different level, but with Norwich in, in the Premier League as well. We've seen him at, at a certain level and he, his stats when he was in the Premier League for Norwich, he was he was at the top of every stat list and he was playing brilliant football. And I, I don't think he's not like he's had a massive injury and his way of playing has changed. I don't have the answer for Emi Buendia. I would like to see someone else kind of challenging him for that shirt. The throwing the arms up in the air, I'm not really that fussed about it. Obviously, it's not great mentality, but it's not. I don't think he does that all the time. And the, the ball, he does play a lot of balls in off for Watkins that don't don't come off for one reason or other, either his fault or Watkins. And I think a lot of the time, you know, when the ball goes up to Watkins, they hold it up. Um, you know, and, and Emi Buendia is making that run. I think sometimes he didn't either get the ball or, you know, Watkins' first touch isn't isn't great. So I can see why he'd be annoyed. And I think it's, you know, harshly on it. But I think you're right. There's something, I think he's been very good. But in terms of end product, like goals and assists for where he's playing, you'd want to see more, more of that. But I think in general, he links the play really well and he retains the ball and he spreads the ball really well. So I don't, my biggest issue with this team is not Emi Buendia. I don't have, I have a massive issue with anyone, but um, Emi Buendia, I, I, I think he's been playing fine. Not great, but he's been doing well enough. Yeah. Shout out to Duncan, who's become a member of the uh, of the channel. Thank you so much, mate. It is Thank much you. appreciated. Uh, massive shout out to you. And you are now officially a Villa Park part of follower. So brilliant, mate. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those um, with Emmy. I think, like you say, he's one of those creative players who plays um, on. You know, if he sees the passes, generally one touch, then pass, one touch, then pass, one touch, then pass, and sometimes and, and and sometimes it's it's brilliant. You know, when he plays, but when he plays uh, players through, there's just times where I feel like he doesn't. He receives the ball with his back to goal, which can t- only take him one direction. It only takes him backwards. And then I think that then sometimes like players already on him, if you receive the ball a bit more on the half turn, I think he'd be, I think his body position would be, would be in a better position to, to kind of set the play up. I don't have, like you said, I don't have a particular problem with him in any way. I think you, you've got to have those creative players and he's almost like the icing on top of the cake when we are playing brilliantly. And then, you know, all of the things that Emi Buendia does, you know, chasing around, harrying, you know, they they become brilliant. And then, you know, getting on the ball quickly and being busy are brilliant. But then when we're in a game like today where it's a little bit more of a dogfight, we're, we're, we're stretched for the ball. When he's trying his kind of one-touch one touch and two-touch passing, 
if it doesn't come off, then we're automatically on the back foot because, or we haven't got the players in and around him to kind of compensate for maybe him giving the ball away. Well, so well, it becomes a bit of a double-edged sword. I, I agree, but I think I think if we're going to start, not that this is a talking tactic show, um, which are far more informative than than anything I'm going to bring up, but. <laughs> I think if, if you look at Unai Emery style, one thing I've noticed, and we might as well get into it now if we're going to start talking about, about styles of play, is um, obviously we, we will discuss the playing round the back. I think there's there's no debate amongst Villa fans as to whether it works, but there is debate as to whether they like seeing it or whether it's their kind of preferred style of football. So for from what I can gather from, from Unai Emery's Villa is don't make 50-50 passes. If you're not sure it's not it's going to come off, don't do it. Um, and that's why you see the ball um, when Emi Buendia receives the ball, either, either with his back towards goal or um, on the half turn, he normally plays it back and it's, it's, it's a lot of safe passing, which is why our possession stats are so high. But then what you get is the most touch, touches of the ball and the most passes are between... Emmy Martinez, uh, Tyrone Mings, and Esri Concert. So if Wendy is going to play his style of football with his back towards goal, he's going to give it and then go and receive yeah. it. Or yeah. we talk about his one assist, you know, his one assist this season. Uh, I think that's his start. I, I might be wrong, but I think he's only got one assist this season. But if might he's be two not, now, it might be two now because he got one against uh, Brentford. Yeah, maybe because the first one was JJ and then yeah. So he's he's got um, he's got. This a manager who doesn't want him to play those kind of 50-50 through balls where they might come off, they might not. And I feel like you take away a big part of his game when you do that because yeah, I agree, mate. He's a bit of a risky player. He's yes. some people call him a luxury player now. But if he's being instructed specifically, do not lose the ball. I'd rather you go back than try something that may or may not come off. He's the kind of player that thrives on you know on, on a flip of a coin. So yeah, it's easy to criticize Buendia, and I'm not saying that Una Emery is made him a worse player. His system works because we we went 10 unbeaten. But I'm saying some players don't thrive in that system. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Let's go through some comments. Uh, so Tottenham showing signs of life, but they can still be Spursy and Brighton has a crowded running. We can still do this. We need to beat Tottenham and Brighton though. Absolutely. And Liverpool probably as well. Um, <laughs> Lee said, we need an alternative Emmy Brendan so we can mix things up and give him competition. Come, I'll come to that in a second, mate. About the, the just the players coming, uh, coming back. Um, Tottenham still have us and Brentford says AVFC US. Gary said the lads need ice baths for a couple and a couple of days off rest at least. Unai needs to chill out as well. He's a workaholic. <laughs> I don't think he will though. To be honest, he won't. I don't think he will. Not until the season's done. <laughs> he's, he's working on preseason. Yeah, exactly. Emery has worked wonders with Dean Smith squad plus Moreno. Basically, next season will be very interesting. Says Duncan. Um, so what? What about? Um, what about Ollie um, Watkins? Because, as I say, we, he's played brilliantly. You know, I think it was 10 goals inside 12 games. We know he's kind of that type of striker. Um, goes on, you know, runs of games where he does score. And then, you know, unfortunately has a, runs where he's not scored. I don't think he's scored in three games now. Didn't really have a chance today. Um, I guess, I, I know you, you mentioned before about him kind of being instructed to not do as much in terms of the running and stay within the width for the bet box, which has made him better. But I felt like today he was back to just kind of chasing shadows a little bit today. And like the couple of times where he did get involved in the play, you know, he, there, was, there was a move in that I, I think it might be the second half where he flicked it. Um, ball came in, he Croy flicked it to someone and then we came, went through. I just felt like if he'd have stuck to that part of it and had less touches and less running about, but more effective, he would have been better. But he just went back to just chasing the ball around and ultimately just got frustrated again. I feel like that that Jose Mourinho meme that, you know, the whole, if I speak, if I speak. Like that's, <laughs> like that's what I feel like with Ollie Watkins because I'm constantly being, I, I like, I, I constantly get called out for talking about Ollie Watkins. And I mean... You know, I just, I put I put the chips on the table. You can disagree with me if you if you like. I love Ollie Watkins. I love how hard he tries, and and the run that he's been on has been fantastic. He is a bit of a purple patch merchant. He 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 does this. He goes on he goes on great runs. Um, this particular run has lasted longer than any of his other ones, and 
and the form that he found in that purple patch was incredible. Um, I think, like you say, today he was kind of back to back to bad habits. Uh, there are a couple of times where he, I think over the last few months he's been quite central um, and he's been really, really good at receiving the ball, feeding it off and bringing other players into play and then turning around. I, th- I think quite a few times today he was, um, he, you know, he was on the, he was on the left. He was very close to Jacob um, uh, uh, Jacob Ramsey, and he, I just I don't know. I felt like I felt like he wasn't really in the game. And I think a few times where the ball did come into his feet, a poor first touch let him down. He lost the ball quite a few times. I was I was I was unimpressed with his performance. Obviously, and this is why I've been banging on about Cameron Archer for for two seasons now. I think he, um, I think he's a he's such a good option. For example, today Ollie Watkins, he's not cutting the mustard. You know, he's being he's ineffective, and I think that's the exact wording I use on our WhatsApp group. He was ineffective today, and he's been ineffective for a couple of games. So change him out for a kind of more of a bulldoggy, more of a clinical finisher, one you know one chance, one goal type type striker who maybe doesn't have the kind of um, endeavor that Ollie Watkins has in other parts of the pitch. So I, I, I love Ollie Watkins. I saw a, a, a rumor today that he was being linked with Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, yeah, I don't know. And, and my opinion is, and I've said this, I said it before to you all today, and I'll say it again to the to the to the masses watching at home. I'd sell him for the right money. I would sell Ollie Watkins for the right money. It'd have to be big money, but I I still feel like there's an improvement to be made in that. Yeah. Well, if if hypothetically right hypothetically yeah. if tammy or an ivan tony is available and you can bring back cameron archer you've you've then got a, a big striker who can play up top on his own and then you've got a finisher who is fast and can get in behind and 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 is arguably a better finisher than ollie watkins so you're going to get 50 60 70 million for ollie watkins you bring cameron Archer back and then you get ivan tony or tammy abraham I, like, I agree. I mean, Ivan Tony is, and that's not right. that's not throwing any shade at Ollie Watkins, by the way, because I would happily keep him. Like it's just I, a hypothetical. I would keep him, but I just don't feel like Ollie Watkins can be our number one striker. And I know we brought in Danny Danny Ings to, you know, to to do exactly that, and it didn't really work out. Which is why I think Ollie Watkins kind of thrives being the only option. But Villa doesn't thrive with him being the only option. Obviously, it has recently. It's a stupid thing to say, but I think in the long term. We, if we want to be consistently playing like this and we want to start competing for the Champions League and for Europe consistently, you can't wait for an Ollie Watkins purple patch. So I'm exactly with you. I'd get Ivan Tony if he's there to be got and I'd bring back Cameron Archer. Um, and I, and I'd, I'd play that. I'd play that system. I'd just, I mean, I'd love to hear what everyone thinks in the chat. And I genuinely, I will read all the comments on this topic because I, I really want to know if I'm the only one who thinks this. Do you think, that Ollie Watkins is as good a striker as Villa can get. Do you think that there is no better that we can do? Start of next season, summer transfer window, say we make Europe. Is Ollie Watkins that finished article that the Villa fans want or not? Or am I missing something? Mm. I don't know. He's always one player who really does try and improve and he constantly yeah, he tries to improve. That's one great thing about him. So there may be that there is more improvement in him, but... I just feel that Archer's got something. You know that things that they say you can't coach. I just feel like he's got that in him. Like, you know, just being it, knowing where to be, ruthless finishing. He's had those years in the championship. I think he could be a real asset for us in the Premier League next season. And loads of comments here saying, um, you know, uh, Marx is not having a second striker is huge. We could have changed to playing Ollie wide with another centre forward through the middle. Gary saying apparently Archer may be available for 20 million. I'd rather sell the low knees and keep Archer, hundred um, uh, percent. What have we got here? Uh, the Bagazos joining us says better wingers make Ollie a far better player. To be fair, um, Duncan thinks Watkins would be our left, our wide left long term. Um, but is he that guy though? Let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, left wing. is is he super pacey? Is he great at taking taking a man on? This is a thing we we ask if Faz there said, is he a true number nine? Probably not. Is he a true winger? Probably not. And yeah, I think Adam saying true if we're supposedly five. a European team, we should be aiming for better, but getting wanting better and actually better are different things. Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing. But we got to go. Like, I think Europe will help us. Europe would really help us. Um, Rub P says Watkins would also need some help. That's the thing. Playing ninety minutes every game as a lone strike, he needs a break too. That's yeah. the thing as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, one thing I did want to touch on um, regarding, you know, still regarding the game um, yeah. is is the fact of the squad and the lack of options to come through. And a few people have said that, you know, we, we when we talked about Buendia, um, Adam saying too much is put on Buendia. We lack creativity. Mark says he thinks we're missing Coutinho to change it up. It frustrates the hell out of me. He gets knocked off the ball too easily, but he has got that creativeness. Um, Adamski said, imagine if Coutinho can come good for the last few games, could be surprised in the difference. But yeah, I mean, with the likes of Coutinho, Bailey, um, Cash, uh, Kamara, you know, four players that would arguably, arguably start. We, 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 they're huge misses, aren't they? Now, and it's, it is coming. I mean, the fact that we've gone ten games unbeaten without these players, predominant, like for a, a huge chunk of it, is testament to what we, what the players have done and what Unai Emery's done. But it, it, we need these players back as soon as possible because it's just telling, like we've we've making changes off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like you've got to give credit to the players. They've been brilliant without these players for so long. And now that we've lost the game, we can't, you know, do do a UE and and, and start calling them out. I think sometimes it's a game, it's 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 a couple of games too much for certain players. Ashley Young is is brilliant, but people keep targeting us down down that left that down our, our right side. Sorry, so yeah. it's you know, and look, he's 30, 38 years old. Nearly 37, nearly 38, sorry. Nearly 38. I'm I'm 32 and I can't walk upstairs without <laughs> my legs going. So I, I, I feel him. He's he's done brilliantly. And I think, yeah, 100, I, I, look, I'm not expecting Bailey to come back and do, do much. I'm not expecting Coutinho to come back and do much. I think Kamara will make a big difference. I think Cash will make a difference in just that kind of energy. Um, yeah, I, I would argue that Ashley Young's a better defender than Cash. I think he's a better footballer. He just doesn't have the the facility anymore to do it. But I think this is why the summer's so important. And you know, the comments said it all. Watching Callum Chambers come on, it, it's it's tough. It's a tough watch. You know, he's 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 not he's not great. And uh, oh, as <laughs> I give me, a, give me a, what is that? Yeah, he comes back man. on the pod after a few weeks off and you're getting insults already. Yeah, right. <laughs> to be fair, I was expecting loads more insults for my for my views on, on, on the team and all these. So I'll, I'll just say that one. I do I look knackered. Um I'll put it down to being ill. But yeah. um but yeah, no, I think I think we we look, we we lack depth. Um, even if the, with those players back, with those four players back, we've got players like Coutinho and Bailey who arguably have had a chance and not not cut cut the mustard. Um, I'm going to start ignoring Gaza now because he's, he's hurting myself. <laughs> um, yeah, Coutinho and Bailey possibly not going to make a massive impact when they come back. I think Matty Cash as a right back is is a player that I would like to improve on. He's one of them. I think he's very similar to Luca Dean. You, we, we looked at Luca Dean and thought, what well, do we really need an upgrade? He's a really good left back. And then we got Moreno and we were like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. And that's what we'll do with Matty Cash as well. So I'd say Kamara is the only one who really comes back in and, and next season still has his place um, after the performances this season. So, yeah, we need depth. And obviously, Traore, Duran, I mean, not 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 for me. I don't know what you no, think. Not but... yet. Yeah, I mean, Traore, like I say, I mean, he's won us two games, you know, pretty much with his two goals. But you're asking a lot for him to come on and do that, as, as I said earlier, against a Man United. And, and at any point else throughout this season, if he maybe contributes, give make an assist in the goal or maybe another goal, then fantastic. He's done he's done what he was he's done what he's been brought in to do. His contributions already already worth bringing him back. Exactly. Six, six points yeah. that he got us if we do, if we do get into Europe, we're invaluable and he can he can rest easy in the summer saying, Look, I did my job because exactly. I won a few games and I got six points. So, exactly, and I love Traore in the same way that I love Ollie Watkins. Players like Jacob Ramsey, I feel like Jacob Ramsey needs to. I think he needs to drop down to the bench. I think we need to bring in someone with more quality and give JJ something to work towards. And I love Jacob Ramsey, and I don't want to see him. Leave I thought he had a good second half actually today. I thought he was. He, I thought he, he got the his, bit between his teeth. Yeah, he did his little jig and he got past a couple of players. But it's the kind of it's it's a kind of like 
endeavor you need to see from him over 90 minutes. Absolutely. And, it, and also just yeah. have a shot at the end of it or I think he did and it, it got deflected, went out for a corner. But he doesn't, oh yes, that doesn't, was the great move. That was a really good move. He did, yeah. he doesn't do it enough. And I think the problem is with with JJ is is you know he does this over patches and he has brilliant moments and I think he needs consistency and there's too many games where he's where he's gone quiet and he's not contributing with a goal or an assist and 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 I think he's he's so young. I think we forget how old this kid is. You know, he's he's just starting out. And I think bringing someone else in that he can rotate with, especially if we're in Europe as well, because if we're in Europe, you'll need we'll need a, to add a lot of numbers if we want to consist. If we want to compete in the Premier League and in Europe. We cannot do it on this squad. It would be impossible. We'd fail in both, and we'd end up fifteenth next season, and we'd look, we'd go out in Europe. So yeah, we need additions. Big additions. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Some more comments coming in. Rich says, "Sorry, I'm late. Don't worry, mate. Thank you for joining us. It's uh, great to have you on again, mate." Um, Duncan just saying, "Our squad will be on a different level next season." Yeah, I, I, I do so. think we'll bring players in. Um, Michael, we just need to support the boys we have at the moment, and then the summer address where we are short. Yeah. Uh, AVFC US Traore was in today until he got pulled back. Who knows what could have happened? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that was very late on in the game. Um, it would be a sickness if we don't get Europe because we could, would probably win it and qualify the year after, even with the top six backfiring. Um, where's this? He does have a record in. in uh... Yeah, we need to beef up the squad anyway. It doesn't mean we need to get rid of our current players. Just getting a larger squad will allow for rotation, which is key for for performance, even individual performance. Yeah, well, you know, at the moment, the players are kind of running on fumes. Hopefully a week off will, and a couple of players come back. I think someone mentioned maybe two players are back in full training as of this week, so they could be back for for Saturday against Wolves, so that'll be good. Mm. Um, just, um, I wanted to talk on the goal. Before we talk on that, guys, please hit that like button. Um, help, help continue to grow the channel. Um, helps us, you know, we've, we get comments all the time from people saying that they've not they've only just stumbled across the channel and they really like what they're seeing and they've subscribed. So honestly, you hitting that like button helps spread the word of, of the channel. So please do. We was very, very close to uh, 1400 subscribers. So that'd be great to hit that um, in the next couple of days. Um, hit, the, hit the subscribe button if you're just joining us, if you're just new. And if you do want to become a member, like Duncan's done tonight, like Rachel done and like, um, a couple of others have done already, Please, um, I know there's a couple of issues there, but I'm pretty sure if you if you click the dollar sign, you can click membership, or there might be a, an option next to subscribe to join. So, yeah, please, um, please do, and it's only one ninety nine a month. As I said before, a third of the cost of a pint to help support your your favourite Villa podcast. You know, what more could you want? Hashtag so, yeah. get Sam a new camera. Come on, <laughs> yeah, and get Sam a new camera. This is not working. You have so yeah. this is why yeah, I look green, green screens, all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I look forty yeah. because the camera quality. Is bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what you yeah, said. With to your Gavin, support, I, know, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> um, I know. Um, I know Bailey mentioned it before, but we haven't really analysed it properly. Um, mm. Obviously, this man uh, scored uh, Bruno. And uh, gave a little bit of a, a celebration in front of the Villa fans. Just, just stood there, just, just winding them up. I mean, I, I you know, I actually, I actually quite like that to be fair. But I don't like him as a player, and it would have to be him that scored. But I'll put in the chat: Is there anything there that you would say that Emmy Martinez could have done a little bit better with the Rashford shot? Um, I think once Bruno's hit it, and it's took a couple of deflections, I think it's very difficult. But could he have palmed it away a bit further? I, I mean, let's just start with the basics. I, I hate that guy. I hate him as a person. Like personally, I don't like him. Um, I think <laughs> uh, he's just—he's the biggest rat. He's just—he uh, just bothers me. And and it, it, I saw a stat today from—I uh, think it was AVFC Stato—that Bruno scored seven goals against Villa, which is more more than any other club in his whole career. So maybe that's why we hate him. Um, yeah, he's a rat. He's an absolute rat and I can't stand him. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen it. I've, obviously, we've seen a goal, seen a goal back. Um, I think Emmy Martinez was asked after the game, what was the difference between the two teams today? And he said a deflection. Um, so I'm guessing that he didn't get as clean contact on it because he felt like there was a deflection in the way. Um, that's his reasoning for it. 
who are we to argue with the with the World Cup winning goalkeeper? So no, yeah, um, yeah. He's he, he said that was a deflection. That's good enough for me. Yeah, I actually think other than that, I only mean, Adam said there. Bruno hating, but he's great, consistent and class player. No, we don't. Um, yeah, we don't have Rupp, he says four four pens he's probably had against us, and he missed. <laughs> he certainly missed a few as well. Um, yeah. And yet, uh, Rachel said it's always him is what annoys annoys her as well. And then Richard just had to be him. I knew it as soon as I seen his name on the team sheet. I heard he was in crutches last week. Yeah, he was. He was. I, I saw yeah. him in crutches and was, the boot on his foot. He and I was a, like, yeah, he had a protective boot and then he played the last two games. He was taking um, a piss out of us then. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, I don't actually think he did a huge amount in, in the game, to be fair. I mean, he he pressed, he pressed quite well and, they look to get beyond our high line quite a lot. A lot, yeah. But was there anyone in the United team that really impressed you today and you thought they were, they were really good? Yeah, Casemiro. Yeah. Changes yeah. the dynamic for that United team. And he actually, with him playing there, he allows Ericsson and Bruno Fernandes to play a whole different game. He's... Um, He's Casemiro is, is is. I remember when he came in, Roy Keane said that he was a poor player who's been whose career has been made to look better by better players around him at Real Madrid. He's so wrong. He's, why would you? Why would you say something like that? <laughs> he's only won five Champions League, Rich. He had nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, Casemiro's quality. Just yeah. He's just, I don't, there's nothing to say about him. He's a wall. He reads the game brilliantly. He fouls when he needs to foul. He he does smart things like that. The ball had come back and he, I don't know who it was, he booted it off John McGinn or something like that. And it went out for a throw and he's just intelligent. He just gets yeah. it. Yeah. And he did, he did. Great. Yeah. Team. A few times there, Ramsey was trying to run through and he just blocked him mm. off. Just get on the weights. Jacob, different, different, right? different, level, yeah. different level of baller. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you don't see many of them. No, and I, I thought in the first half, I thought um, Ericsson was good, like obviously with that that partnership with, with Casemiro, but second half, I think he, he died out of it. Sancho gave Young a tough game, but I don't think Sancho got around him too many times. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think Casemiro, yeah, he was definitely the class act on the pitch and just, just showed, you know, maybe if we'd have had a Kamara in there today, it might have been a bit more, we might have been a bit more sort of confident on the ball with our ball retention. But you, like you say, you're talking like levels. He's got strength. He can get yeah. about the pitch. He reads the game. He's just so strong in that kind of, I don't know, like just the, the bo- like his body shape is just so strong. Like he just can't get around him. He's like a brick wall, like you said. But I think he kind of comes across like that because of his reading of the game. Because he's all, he just always seems to be there. And it's not because he's just this big brick shit ass. It's because he, he reads it so well. He knows where he's going. I think Lindelof as well. He cleared off the line for Dougie. That was a massive Yeah, run. yeah. Gaza says Lindelof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Lindelof yeah. had a massive was that, was, Did he flag for a foul by Duran? Or did he flag for Oli being offside? I think it was the offside by Oli. So, I think so he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have counted anyway. But I think just in general, just being there, I think coming on and oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I take that. I just I just think I don't know whether he don't know whether the linesman had flagged for uh, for the foul on the keeper or not because mm. obviously yeah to save it on the line like that was just incredible. To be fair, you, you, you <laughs> know who else is a bit of a shit house who doesn't get get the um, recognition for doing it that he deserves? Luke Shaw. Yeah, he loves winding everyone up. He's he, he's a, he's a proper shit house as well. And, I just look at that Man United team, and I, when we I went and watched them last week against Spurs, and watching them today, I, I feel like we could have beaten them. I think with a bit more energy in our team and a bit more industry, and you know, maybe being able to make a, a couple of a couple of better subs, I still think think we could have beat Man United today. Which is yeah. what, which is what is so gutting. Obviously, in this chase to Europe, I feel like we could have beaten them and done the double over them as well this year, which would have been nice as well. But yeah, yeah, wasn't to be. Uh, Exactly. AVFC US, Maguire being out helped them. Shaw's a better centre-back. Faz said he felt Emmy's contact with the ball was soft. Having seen it back, that was harsh. He saved the follow-up if it doesn't take a deflection. Yeah. Uh, Casemiro better than he thought. Uh, better than Gary thought. Um, Gaza said, how does he never get booked? Yeah, I think he definitely deserved the booking. It was one really bad challenge, but he just yeah. knows when to do it and how to get away from it. Um, yeah, Casemiro gets stuck in. 
would be nice if he'd been pulled up for a foul or two early on. I uh, thought we had a chance when Maguire came on and said, Gary, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good even that, we'd like, like one minute to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, there's rumours about us buying Maguire for, for the summer. Yeah, I know, I know. Conta uh, was close to scoring too. Yeah, he blocked it on the line, I think. Uh, he, he blocked it. He wasn't close yeah. to scoring. He, 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 he was just clearing in whatever whatever box he was in. That's Conta's job. Um, yeah. yeah, he prevented a goal, if anything. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, just gonna get, just gonna get the stats up uh, from the game, and I think again, it kind of tells tells a story. Uh, just having a brief look at it, um, but. In terms of the game, 57% possession for Man United, 43 to us, six shots on target for United, only one for us, seven shots, uh, other shots for us, and 14 for United. Not, you know, 680 touches. We had 554 touches, 369 passes, 511. You know, we had more corners, and they had quite a few offsides, particularly the first half. Again, it wasn't a, wasn't a great game, to be honest, Sam, was it? And I just think. I feel like I, I get I, like... I get the impression that the players might be feeling like they left something on the pitch. They left like you said before, like a couple of better subs, a couple of better decisions here or there, and then they've got something out of the game. And I get the nagging feeling that they'll probably think that they left something on the pitch. I mean, I felt I felt like there's quite a few performances in recent weeks where I've not I've not felt like they were great performances. I think Brentford was poor. I think we were lucky to come away from there with all three points. Um, I think Fulham was point, poor point against Brentford. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, to c- c- come away with with uh, with a point. Um, I think Fulham was poor when we got the goal early. And we, I, I remember watching it and the commentators were laughing and they're like, "Surely you're not going to pass it back again." We just kept going back and I think Fulham didn't have enough on the night the same way that we didn't. And and then again today, I, I just I worry that that it is us running out of steam, but we just don't seem to have like I said. I've said it about a hundred times. This. Um, this podcast just that, that cutting edge that that impetus to go forward and create something we're not very creative we had one shot on target it was just a bit lame and it has been a bit lame but but this is what i said earlier it all starts with our defense our defense has been and remains re- like strong and that's why today man united were restricted to one goal um and i feel like up front is where we're lacking and they're kind of i don't feel like they're letting down the defense but I think with a bit with a better performance on the second on the second third and the final third of the pitch, I reckon that we we'd be we'd have been cruising against Man United today. But there's just there's just no creativity there. Like I say, Ollie Watkins wasn't involved at all. He didn't do anything special. Didn't have any good chances. Um, even McGinn, I think he's been really industrious over the last couple of games. But even today, McGinn looked a bit flat. And you know when he's tired, it's time to take a break. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think I've said it before, you know, obviously three goals conceded to now four goals in in 11 games, which is fantastic, which is unreal. Ridiculous. And you know you're still going to be in the game, but I feel like the, the attack before, like up to that Newcastle game, that was the peak. That was a peak of the attack. And since mm-hmm. then it's dropped. And I think Gary said the same thing. And it's, it's, it's telling that, you know, um, Louise has scored from a bit of a scrappy goal, a bit of a scrappy goal against Brentford. Tyra Mings has scored from a corner, but I don't really remember Ollie Watkins having too many chances in the last three games. I don't remember Buendia having any chances in the last three games. I don't really remember Ramsey having a lot of great chances in the last three games. I know he had a shot that went over the bar against Brentford and one one that got uh, deflected today. But I'm talking like real chances. Like I just don't. I think McGinn's had maybe one other shot. Um, I just don't recall them having too many. I don't recall us having a one-on-one, like, and it, and it, and it's it's almost like the 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 defense is that solid, you know, foundation, and you and you just wait, you know, you're waiting for something for the attackers to do, but they are almost having to perform above themselves. It's what you said about the standard of Ollie Watkins. They're having to, they were having to perform above themselves to kind of get the goals. Now they're performing at their level. And they're back, and they're almost back to what we had before, where they're just that, you know, that huffing and puffing and just that frustration. I think it's a testament to Unai Emery, though, what he's got yeah. out of these players. Because I remember saying a million times on this podcast before, I said it's not a, a it's not a lack of effort, it's a lack of ability. And he's raised those levels where he's he's got more of a tune out of them. But I think also, look, Unai Emery is is you know he's got tenure. He can do what he wants for the rest of his time at Villa. 
um, and without criticism at all. But I think, you know, if I was to, to try and pick something out, is Villa are playing this, this slow-moving football from the back. And it works really well, to especially when we're already on top. And, you know, I think sometimes we get caught out by, by playing it out the back. But I feel like with Unai Emery's Villa, we need another way to play. We need a quicker build-up because we take so long in pushing the ball up that, that whoever we're playing has time to sit back and get down. And that's when you're asking the most the most creativity out of your players. All right, they've got 11 men behind the ball, create something. And, and we're already talking about, we don't really have loads of creative outlets here. So how, how if we're playing the ball so slowly, are we supposed to do that? If you look at Spurs today against, against Liverpool, they don't have loads of creative outlets, but they hit on the counter and they move really quick. And even Jurgen Klopp said today, he said the only reason that, that Spurs were so competitive is because they, even when we, they were 3-0 down, they were waiting to play on the counter. And I'm not saying that that's what we should do, but we need to incorporate that into our game. We cannot have one strict style of playing and that's how we're going to play no matter what. Because the best teams don't do that. They react and they change depending on how the game's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we don't want to go over the top and Adamski sums it up. You know, 1-0 away at Old Trafford isn't the worst scoreline. Yeah, not at all. Rich said it was a wonderful run, but had to come to an end. We didn't get blasted off the park. No. April Showers says, you know, we're on our arses full of second half. The lads are tired. We'll be okay. And I do, I do think there's a sense of that. And obviously, look, Wolves, Wolves got beat. I, I know we're going to do a Wolves preview later on in the week, but um, just talk about it now a little bit now because you know we, you want that next game to come, don't you? you want that next they game? Battered, right? <laughs> they, yeah, they, they got battered yesterday to, 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 to a Brighton team who made a lot of changes. Is it going to be Sod's Law that they'll turn up against Villa? <laughs> yeah. I reckon they did it on purpose, Rich. They must have. They're like, all right, we're going to give them the three points, and we're also going to boost their boost their goal difference. Like you, you wouldn't believe. I, I think it, I think it's going to be tough. This is the game. Look, if we're talking about Europe, and we're going to be really critical of ourselves, and we're going to hold ourselves to a higher standard, we have to win at Wolves. Um, that's that's a must win. Um, we've got really tough games after that. We've, our final three are Liverpool, Spurs, and Brighton. It couldn't be, it, it it couldn't be more perfect for us because it's in our own hands. We're playing the teams that we're literally fighting with three teams for Europe: Spurs, Liverpool, and Brighton. And those are our, those are our next three games. So, um, uh, sorry, the, our last three games. So, yeah, we've got to go and beat Wolves. Uh, and we'll do a proper a, a proper roundup on it. But I mean, if they're losing six nil to Brighton, surely, surely we're going to go there and get a result. I don't know. What do you reckon, Rich? We beat them. I, I think we can definitely beat them, and I, I do think us having the week, you know, as good as as good as a week off this week. I think, I think someone commented before. Give the players a couple of days rest. You know, I think Monday, Tuesday off, back in Wednesday, ready to go. A couple of players back fit. I think I think we'll be I think we'll be there. You know, sometimes, you know, we didn't get battered today, like someone else said, you know, it was one nil, but you know, Newcastle lost three nil against us and then got better after it. You you kind yeah. of almost you're almost like waiting for that defeat to come. And then it's like, I don't know, like obviously you never want to get beat. That that's that's um that's not the not the thing that I'm saying, but it's just like sometimes it's just that like kick up the backside and like, right, let's focus. I think there's a players pressure. back. Yeah, we need there's to, a pressure on a run. Yeah, there's a pressure on a run. There's a pressure on not not going going twenty games without not scoring. There's pressure on ten games unbeaten. There's you know there's a lot of pressure, and I think it's I think you're absolutely right. I think that that's gone now, and I feel like the the team themselves are not looking at any of that because I remember last week um, when we beat Fulham, someone asked Jacob Ramsey or or Ollie Watkins, and they were like, oh, I didn't even know that was a stat. I think this is all. This these are all a cup finals now for us to yeah, get to exactly. Europe. Yeah, yeah. They're just like. Here's the question, Rich, yeah. for you. Yeah. Four games left. The form of the other teams around us. Do we get into the top six, top seven, or do we finish eighth? I think we finish seventh. I think we finish above seventh. who? Above Tottenham. That they, I mean, they've been playing terrible and they're scoring about three goals a game. Yeah, they just they concede so many goals. I do think Brighton as well will will come up come unstuck as well. I know they got a great result resting players against um against Wolves, fantastic result. Um, but 
seven games in that. Sh- I think they've got seven games to play or something like that. Have they? They've got six- two games in hand on us as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe six games left now. But it's they've got a crazy schedule. I think they've got to play Newcastle, Man City, us. They've got some tough games, you know. So I think they will lose games. They will hundred percent lose games. It's just how many points can we get? And I, I think I had us in seventh when we did the um, when we did the running. I think I had us in seventh on like sixty-one or sixty-two points, and I, th- I still think, I still think that'll be just about enough. I feel like, I, f- I feel like we'll beat Wolves, and maybe it's the pessimist in me. And I, I think I've reverted back to back to type, and I don't want to hope and I don't want to expect. So I don't expect to get many points out of off of Brighton, uh, Spurs and Liverpool. So I reckon I reckon we get four more points out of our remaining four games. And uh, I reckon I reckon we finish eighth. That's, but you know what? Even if we finish eighth, yeah. even if we finish eighth, we can still get into Europe if West Ham win the win the Europa Conference. I, I think someone put in a message that that, that regardless regardless you of can't the do it. Yeah, eighth does not. All right, scratch right. that. There's not no facts on the show, guys. Um, that was waffle from me. But I reckon even if we finish eighth, it's a good season and it's an incentive for the owners to go out and they. they you know, Emery's shown what he can do now. He's like, this is what I did with the, with the players that we've already had that weren't performing. Um, you know, then go out and get me the players that I want. And you know, I think, I think either way, this season has been a massive success. I really, yeah. I would love any type of European football, but because we've been so close to the top six, I really want the Europa League. And and watching it this season with the Romas and the Juventuses and you know Man United and Barcelona, all of these teams are in the Europa League this season. It would be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Amazing, be amazing, amazing. A few comments. Duncan says sixth or seventh for me. Uh, Richard, first game we did, we haven't scored. Don't panic. Adam says Spurs can outscore us and Brighton are a good team and they just need to win one of those games in hand and not lose to us. But AVFC US says Brighton have Man U, Everton, and they're at Arsenal, they're at Newcastle, Southampton, Man City, and then they're at Villa. So, a, you know, that's a, that's a lot of tough, tough games no one, there. In that, no one in that list has nothing to play for. Southampton, yeah. Everton, you know, Man City, everyone's playing for something now. No one's yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Um he has them getting 10 more points if we beat them. So they end on 59. Adam has got, he said he got to agree with you, Sam. Eighth. Gaza thinks we'll get six points. Um, Rich says it, he's been saying it'll come down to the final day of the season at home to Brighton. That would be mint. That would be a brilliant a European shootout at Villa Park. Yeah. Uh, top 10 after that shite start to the season is still very good. Yeah, uh, T1's in the house, guys. Late again. Don't worry, you can catch up. No worries at all. Um, we'll get sixth and heading. We'll get six and head into the final day. That you know, six points from those three. That's not bad. And then going into Brighton, needing to win, I would take that all day. Um, absolutely. Um, Jazz says no Europe, not the end of the world. Whole season to attack with Unai. Not many will fancy coming to Villa next season. Big summer onwards and upwards. We'll finish seventh or eighth. Uh, Gary says he has a dream. Let us know what it is, mate. While I go through some more of the comments, um, I think I think we may Jazz, all be having the same dream. <laughs> yeah, Jazz mentioned that Ian was at the game, um, and he said the fans were fantastic again, and I could hear them on the TV. So, yeah, brilliant fans as always. Um, Sam, anything else you want to cover before we uh, before we call it a night? No, I think I think just just to just to clarify again, just you know, like. Obviously, we pick apart the performance and stuff, but I, I don't think any of us could have expected this when Unai came in. We're, we're all living in in La La Land, talking about Europe and calculating points and whether we like. I'm absolutely buzzing, and after Man United, I wasn't doom and gloom. I wasn't back to it like like the old days. You know, I'm still buzzing, and I, I can't believe we're even having the conversation. So, I'm, I, I feel like we're all behind the boys, but I think it's good to no one more than Unai Emery will be looking at our limitations and where it's going wrong. He'll know everything. That, that you know that we're talking about and maybe disagrees with with a lot of it who knows but you know i think it's, it's always good to have the conversation but i'm still buzzing one nil at man united and I, and I feel hard done by we'll take it when we absolutely a uh, couple of questions coming in uh see we always get we always get great questions from our viewers so uh rich says how much does emery get in the summer will it depend on the owners or sales 
Uh, it's going to be both. Um, from what I've read, he'll get a war chest, but um, I think if he wants to supplement it, we're planning on, on getting rid of, from what I hear, some of the younger players, some of the players are on loan, which I am nervous about because I don't want to let a great talent go. Yeah, and yeah. On every podcast until he retires, I'm talking Cameron about Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> um, do you think we get money for like a Nakamba? Because he's doing really he's well at Luton. Really well at Luton. He's done, and they're they're in the they're third, third or fourth, fourth, yeah. Fourth? I think yeah, they're they're absolutely killing it. They might come back to the Premier League next season. They might want to keep him. But a Villa have a tendency of selling players that definitely have a value for no money, and I don't know if it's to get the wages off the books or what it is, but the players like Nakamba, Traore, he'll have caught some people's attention this, this season. Um, you know, Callum Chambers, you know, he'd do well in the championship, maybe get a bit of money for him. The the, the loanees that we've got out, Eric Bonhams, the Archers, the Aaron Ramseys, all of them will fetch over, over, over 10 million Archer, probably about 20 plus, 25 million maybe. I mean, there's money to be made. Yeah, but Michael, we can't buy the kind of players that Man City bring in. So, you know, we can't let go of a Jaden Sancho and then bring in, spend £100 million on Jack yeah. and Mahrez and Phil Foden and generate more talent like that. If we let a player like Cameron Archer go, that that hits our bum. That hits us. Yeah. Rich says Archer, Ramsey and Tim keep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, also, Gary, uh, just changing tack a little bit. Uh Relegation update. Relegation. I think. Ooh, okay. So Southampton are down. Um, in my opinion, well, no, they're. I think they're pretty much down already. Um, I think Everton will stay up. I think Leicester go down, and I think, unfortunately, Forest go down. Um, so you I think, think Leeds are going to survive as well? <sighs> They just got battered today. They did get battered, but they're just so unpredictable, Leeds. They can have a really good game, beat a good team. The thing is, though, and people, I really dislike Leeds from our time in the Championship and the El Ghazi, Bamford, all this and that. But I was saying to my missus today, she said, don't you want Leeds to go down? Um, You hate them. And I said, no. I said, we don't have any any beef. We don't have any any rivalry in this league. I want Leeds to stay up so that we we can have a bit of, you know, we're so pleasant with everyone. We just, you know, I like having a team that I really don't like in the league, and they're a massive club. Them, Forest, Everton, Leicester. I, I would have preferred it if someone like Bournemouth had gone down, but I guess you know people feel the same way about the top six. They don't like that that normal top six being disturbed, and you know probably the same about the whole Premier League. We don't like teams like Bournemouth staying up for too long, and you know whoever stays up at the end of the season deserves it. But yeah, I really yeah. don't want Everton to go down. I think they're a massive club. They remind me of Villa so much. Um, I'd like him to stay, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, Duncan says Southampton, Leeds and Everton for the drop. Rub, uh, Rub P says, hope Leicester stay for Smith. I think it's going to be Southampton, Leeds and... Forest, you're going to go for it. I fear for Forest, yeah. yeah. I really do. They look like winning games. I don't know if they've been so hard done they by. Beat they beat Brighton they... in the week, didn't they? They beat Brighton 3-1 and then and then yeah. they, they then threw they it away against one nil. Like yeah, four minutes to go. They just they so remind me of of Villa under Dean Smith when we, you know before the lockdown when we just we were always looking like we were going to win a game. We just threw it away and we lost so many goal games by the odd goal. But then mm. picked up a couple of like really good wins, and then we just like shut up shop for the last sort of seven or eight games of the season. Yeah, but they get nervous. They get yeah. there, but I feel like Forest, like when I watch them, they they play good football. Yeah. And you know, they've got really like Brennan Johnson, Gibbs White, that Danilo is starting to pop up. I feel like they've got quality in that team. Well, they should do because they bought about 40 players. But yeah. you know, I, I I really like Nyman Forest, you know. Me too. Uh, me too. I've, I've a lot of respect for them. If Gary says they're a big game tomorrow, Leicester versus Everton. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, no matter what happens with that game, I think Leeds drop into the into the bottom three. Forest, yeah. sorry, Forest drop into the bottom three no matter what happens in that game because of their goal difference. So yeah, that that's the tricky thing. Like I think I feel like if Leicester win that game and Everton get beat, I think Forest have got a chance to 
to get like to to do it above Everton. I think Leeds. I think Leeds are in real trouble. Southampton are down, and then it's yeah. Then it's I think Leicester will be all right, but I think then it's between Leeds and Everton. Um, I think no, sorry, Forest and Everton. Sorry. I think it's one of the most exciting Premier Leagues at, at both ends of the table that we've seen in a, in a long, long time. You know, every, there's so many teams with still loads to play for with like four games left. I mean, what is it? 15 games left to play for Brighton, but everyone else is about four. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I love it. And I'm just glad that we're at the right end, that we're fighting at the right end of the table rather than... How nice oh, is it mate. to not be even thinking about the bottom half of the table or relegation scrap? Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, Gazza said Leeds of City, Newcastle, Spurs, and West Ham. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be like you said. That it's going to be mad. The 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 relegation battle. We're still in this top six battle. I don't. We certainly. I don't think we're in the top four battle anymore. Um, but we're certainly in the top six battle. So we can definitely do it. Um, we just need, we just, I think, win against Wolves that gets the confidence back in the lads and then three massive, massive, massive games to end the season. Um, Sam, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you for joining me. Um, thank you for everyone in the chat. I love your comments. Love your questions. It, you guys drive the show. Honestly, hit that like button. Yeah. Um, hit the subscribe button. Help us continue to grow. Um, we're growing at a massive, massive rate. It's ph- phenomenal, like, what we're what, you guys are helping us do at the moment so please do continue to help the channel grow um if you want to become a member i I know there's one or two issues with it try and work it out just i think there's you can do it through the live chat the dollar sign that there could be a join sign as well 199 a month become a member get your shout out get access to exclusive members only prize draws i think michael's put in there that he's got a cabris chocolate gift box set or something to give away or something like that so we might be able to get in touch with him to get that to get some chocolate to people or whatever but obviously villa related products as well but yeah amazing stuff um sam once again thank you so much on to walls next week let's get the three points and as always remember we'll follow the villa Thanks, everyone.